And welcome back to Geeks Inherited the Earth. We are coming to you from our new studio and our new channel for you older subscribers to the podcast. And uh, we've been in lockdown country, so we've been a little bit delayed, but now we've got some content coming up. Thank you for sticking with us and all the love on Facebook and, you know, staying with us while we've been getting this thing set up. As always, I'm JC. Hey, I'm CK. Nice to see you guys again. Hey, Mike D's here. And Jamie yeah, is joining, joining, us, joining us in the studio. Welcome back to Miss Jamie Skull. Yay. Thank you. Um, we haven't got to do this in a minute, so uh, what have you guys been up to? Like, nerd-wise. I mean, I don't care if you mowed your fucking lawn. I did the... <laughs> no, I didn't, actually, because I'm allergic to grass. I watched other people mow my lawn and me hide inside and take Benadryl. Uh, that is even for this podcast the nerdiest fucking thing I think you ever said. It's the only thing I'm allergic to. I'm mildly allergic to dust. So last weekend was hell for me with a dust storm. So uh, now we know how to kill Cody. Yeah, it's her. my kryptonite. Grass Mow the dust. grass. Put make me make me sit on a uh, chain me to a riding lawnmower, and my superpowers just shut off. <laughs> it runs. Um, what have I been into? Holy crap! There's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, I've okay. Well, I beat Final Fantasy VII. Remake. I still haven't. Ooh. Mortal Kombat Eleven happened in my house. So. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Eleven is amazing. That's a really good game. Um, what else? Have, uh, Fatality. I read the entire uh, over this amount of time. I've read the entire Dune saga now. All oh, the books. oh damn! Oh, holy is shit! Is that what six books? It's nine. Nine. Nine books. So are, are you doing this by osmosis? Or are you just putting it under your Ooh. fucking head at night? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually uh, listening most for the most part. Oh, audio booking it? Audio booking it. Uh, that makes and way more sense. I can absorb a lot more of it. Um, also, a lot of comics started back up that were really cool, uh, including uh, one, someone that's killing the children uh, with issue eight. Uh, they're starting to get into the next arc of that whole story. I think the first six is the collected, like, official volume one. I'm just about to say the trade should be out, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's out. Um, I believe Boston just got it. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, Shipley, I believe, got it for him. Or Shibley, my bad. Um, and playing D&D a lot in quarantine on our Sagas and Shenanigans Sagas podcast. and Shenanigans! Uh, I just want to plug that show right now. Really I'm not part of it, but I've been listening to it, and I absolutely love it. I love both of your characters, everybody's oh. characters. Um, Boston is uh, a fantastic uh, dungeon master, and um, it's, to that. it's it's so entertaining, and I would recommend it to anyone who likes fantasy or D&D. Oh, yeah, it's great. Supported it, it, by Reese Royce here. <laughs> um, you guys have been way cooler as shit. All I did in lockdown was grow a fucking beard and wait for you guys to call me that we can record. <laughs> That's all I fucking did. You didn't nerd out? No, of course I did. Particular? Mortal Kombat 11, Final Fantasy 14, the DC Universe app, and finally catching up on Netflix instead of saying I'm going to catch up on Netflix. Speaking of that, though, the DC app, uh, you did a lot with Harley Quinn. Did you watch all of Harley Quinn? Uh, no, because I, I treat Harley Quinn like I treat the Final Fantasy 7 remake. Mm-hmm. I go, it, it's so good, I eat it in bites. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm three episodes away from current, and I think when we get done recording this, I'm just going to go binge it. Because at this point, I just want Kite Man to get his own spinoff show and just <laughs> just to see random people beat the shit out of him. Like, I would watch that like most people watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. It's He's so their- good, though. And she's a fucking great Harley. If you would have told me 
the 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 woman from Big Bang Theory was going to be Harley. Well, I'll tell you when they told me. I said, "Fuck that, no." What, which yeah. what's her name? Kelly Kukuko. Kelly Kukuko. Uh, the the blonde. Yeah, the she's she's oh. voicing like the blonde lead. Yeah. she's the voice of Harley in the DC universe. Huh. And she vied for it too. She's like, "Man, I was on that show long enough. Don't think I didn't pick up some comic books." And like, she wanted it. Cool. And, uh, That's cool. It, it is weird though, because like she's. You see her on TV. She's in that horrible fucking insult to nerd culture. She's all like quirky and hee hee. I made a funny. And then you watch Harley and she's like, I'm Harley fucking Quinn. And just murdering everybody. It's it's not like Birds of Prey cool. It's its own entity. Like they, yeah. they're doing shit. It's ballsy as fuck. The season one finale was just dicks out, man. I was like, oh my God, you guys don't it. care. It's hard rated R. Oh, too. it's a fucking like hard, hard R. Can we watch it tonight? Well, uh, it is coming to HBO Max, so anybody out there that wants to see it that doesn't have the DC app, uh, look to HBO Max. It'll be there soon. I don't think it's on there yet. It's not on there yet. They just did the announcement. A couple weeks, something like that. I don't know. It's coming soon. soon. Well, the season finale is in a couple of weeks, so I think they're going to let this finish up and then put it over there. Makes sense. For myself, I... uh, After having beaten Death Stranding and Final Fantasy VII VII Remake back-to-back... I was just drained emotionally, man. Those are two very powerful games. So I kind of walked around in a stupor for a couple of days after after that experience. And I've really been putting a lot of time into a lot of action figures coming out lately, man. I mean, Hasbro has been hitting it hot and heavy. We've got Ghostbusters, the Joes. We've got all those McFarlane DC figures coming out. Uh, Transformers, even Marvel Legends. I mean, it's... They're pouring them out there, and I've been uh, I've been checking a lot of that stuff, guys. If you would check out some of these reviews I've been doing on YouTube, on our channel, I hope you have fun with it. It's been good for me. How about you? What have you been into, Jamie? Yeah, those. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm also into the action figures. Um, watching him do his videos, helping, being his assistant Yay. on the videos, and that's been really exciting and fun. And since I've had so much downtime, I've been able to play more video games than I'm used to being able to play. So that's a, that's I, a common theme at the yeah, table yeah, right yeah, now. I think yeah. we all have. And <laughs> I, We've all been gaming. Um, I, I beat The Rise of Tomb Raider. So, so good. I'm, of course, I'm a lot behind on that. I think that game came out in 2015. It's awesome, though. It's so fun. And so I have the shadow of the Tomb Raider to play, but I wanted to give some space in between and play something completely different. So I've been playing this um, Sp- Spider-Man game, the most oh, yeah. recent Spider-Man game. Cool. The PlayStation so and, Yeah, and I was inspired by that because we watched the um, trailer for the PlayStation 5, and they're going to have the Miles Morales yeah. Spider-Man game. And that's I was like, oh, i got to play the Spider-Man game. Yeah, and it's I been so much fun. I absolutely love it. Um, and then, you know, um, I should have been reading a lot of comic books, but I kind of <laughs> stagnated on that. And, of course, that there was happens. a long period of time where there wasn't comic books, but... Um, I did start reading Transmetropolitan, mm. which um, Michael got the trade paperback for. So I've been, uh, I read that and it's amazing. I've never read it before, surprisingly. But, um, and then we've been just watching, watching a lot of TV. I just got mm. into Dragon Ball Z, which is mm. really fun. And um, of course, um, right now, my favorite show is Stargirl. Oh, yeah. oh Stargirl. <laughs> I like yeah. how that went from I'm late to the party on Tomb Raider, but I just started Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen this show. Just started season three. Have you, you guys, guys heard of this show? new thing called yeah. Dragon Ball? It comes on after this new show called All in the Family. <laughs> <laughs> it's this thing called 
Anime? It's it's this new thing. You should check it out. It's anime? Anime? Well, that's surprising because I've been in anime for so long. Right. But I just never. Is it, Dragon Ball Z, I guess I was at just an age where it kind of. Was it a lot of too mainstream for you? Or? I think it came out around the time when I had my oldest child. So I was just into like being a mother of an infant. And yeah. so I wasn't really watching a lot of anything at that point. Except that babies. Sense. Baby babies Ball Z. Stuff. But uh, it's great. Uh, I think it's fun. So you're watching Star Girl. Watching Star Girl. I mean, I, just I, I know up. that was a, such a fake question. I know oh, we've all been. Is this a segue? Are you watching Star Girl? We're out of practice on segways. Are we watching a segue? And the fucked up thing is, she did an excellent one that would have made it look totally great, and I had to just crash the fucking car. <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm leaving it. In. I need that Dragon Ball Z joke. Ah! <laughs> no, you did. I liked it. It's all staying. Uh, it's all staying. Yeah. So yeah, episode seven just came out yesterday. Uh, we watched it last night, Michael and I, and I don't know if you you did. Yeah, I watched, watched it. Night. Yeah, and you guys all so watched it. We got to start it from the top on yep. that. Yeah, though. definitely. So, spoiler alert: we're probably going to spoil it if you haven't watched any Star Girls. If if you haven't at least watched the first episode by now, like we can like we can, not we can not deep spoiler, but right. I'm gonna vague I'm gonna spoil you a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mild spoiler warning. Um, also, there's another show called Star Girl. <laughs> That's a uh, a Disney show, I believe, that is uh, out right now. That's based off the book Star Girl, which is completely different. Oh. It's its own property, and the show sucks, but the book was good. But so whatever. A lot of people love the book series Star Girl. It has nothing to do with DC Star Girl, and I had to change it to that on my uh, DVR because it didn't record the first night when it came on the CW because of the fact oh. that they changed the name oh. right before because they had to. So oh. instead of Star Girl, it's under anything you search it for, DC's Stargirl. Yeah, that makes sense. It's wow. very specific. No, it does that in the DC Universe app, too, yeah. and I was wondering why. Yeah. Which, side note, this is like the first current showing DC Universe show that's also on CW, right? The first one, yeah. Yeah. It's not in the Arrowverse. No. But it's on CW. Well, everything is technically in the Arrowverse now. Speaking so of matter. DC shows in the Arrowverse, this is the first. DC live action show that I've really been able to get into. I mean, mm. we've we've started watching some of the other ones like Arrow or uh, Gotham and enjoyed it, but it just I don't know, kind of lost our interest because we had other things that were more interesting going on. But Star Girl is straight fire. I I love I love, well, the, I love the character development. I love the characters. I love the story. And I want to say, saying all that, I didn't know anything about the justice society of america before i started watching that show well they made it that way and like two points in this arrow and all of those cw shows have to do 22 fucking episodes oh, a yeah. season yeah. where star girl they they don't have a limit so they have no 13 for the first season yeah yeah they, that makes sense they, they they are doing as many as the story requires they don't have to be like well, fuck. We got to introduce these characters to use later and just filler side stories like That's CW That's a really does. great point. Yeah, they can just jump yeah. right in. Well, the DC Universe shows they also are all almost autonomous because, and if you watched any of the others, you would say like that is. The, that's how Swamp Thing should be. If you watch Swamp Thing, you're like, okay, this is rated R. It's horror. It's Swamp Thing. It's in the swamp. There's a, a lot <laughs> he's of a, he's horror a thing. and gore. <laughs> I didn't watch that show, but I love Swamp Thing. Yeah, so. it's awesome. And it's coming to HBO Max and oh. CW as well, so you'll be able to watch it. Cool. Uh, 
Doom Patrol, same thing, but they're all very much in their own universe. Like Swamp Thing is definitely a horror show. Doom Patrol is definitely your rated R comedy. And Stargirl is definitely the most DC feeling thing I've ever watched on a it's, television. It's the most Jeff Johns specifically. Because I mean, Jeff Johns did the reboot of this version of, yeah. of, uh, of Courtney Whitmore's well, Stargirl. created Courtney's Yeah, well, he, yeah he created it, but yeah. yeah. They're doing let's, it. Let's, let's go into detail right there. Let, let's, yeah. well, let's pause on that for a moment with Jeff Johns and his sister. I think, CK, you could probably speak a lot on that. Yeah, there's... Uh, so, when he wrote the book, I think it was 2008 when Stargirl came out, and that was... Like he was wanting to reboot Starman, we'd have several, we'd ha- we've had several Starmen before. There's very cool runs of Starman from the '80s, especially that are like friggin' awesome. And a lot of them are really different from one another. They're too. very different. Like here we have um, Sylvester McCoy. I think was not not McCoy. That's a friggin' uh, yeah, McCoy. That Sylvester McCoy is a Doctor Who actor. He's one of the doctors. I think he was the seventh. Um, no, Sylvester, I can't think of it. But anyway, he is that star man. And so he kind of made a story about a new character, but the character was based on his sister who had passed away. So it was like a love letter. Courtney herself is based on Jeff John's sister that passed away. So, so this makes this a big passion project for yeah. him. He had this in his heart. He mm-hmm. wanted to represent her. That's why it's so family-oriented. Yeah, Sylvester it's, Pemberton. Pemberton, thank you. Wasn't this his first DC book, too? Uh, it might have been. I, I mean, it was definitely his breakout hit. I I, yeah. I, I I do recall on DC Direct him saying when DC recruited him that like he this was his first pitch. I don't know if it was his first book, but it's definitely oh, yeah. his first pitch. Well, it had to be his. That's his his, his baby. I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure. And that that love really comes through. I I don't want to compare it, but it it's very Spielbergian, but in the best ways, not derivative ways. It just has that heart and feel to it. Yeah, that's a really good point. It well, does. it. it it exposes a part of the DC universe that everyone loves if they're a big fan of the DC universe, and that's its golden age. Yes, <clears throat> like this heart. It's just mm-hmm. got so much heart and goodness in it. Stargirl's not on evil. a. She's not up on a gargoyle brooding in a rainstorm. No, My father's so, dead. She's so bright and full of life and mm-hmm. justice. There's yeah. one. She represents justice. But it's not corny though. You it's know, not it's just corny very authentic and cool. There's a thing because like everybody who's listened to this show before or talked to me any DC at all, you hear me blow Jeff Johns every other sentence. <laughs> and people that haven't read Jeff Johns books can see why I do it now. His oh, story yeah. writing is always very intertwined and it's always like got a core group with like a family feel. His stories always have a lot of heart even when it gets fucking dark and weird and they always have like definitive beginnings and endings. There's always a definitive. So with him doing season work on this and this not being like a 22 episode thing we can actually get all of that cool shit because that's the way Johns writes books. Like, especially when he did Green Lantern, he wrote the other... La- there was whole fucking issues with no action. It was just the Green Lanterns fucking being on Oa, being Green Lanterns. And I read every goddamn page like a page-turner because it made the emotional stakes higher. And that is one thing that's translated into Stargirl fucking Yeah, that's perfectly. a great point. It's all about this character... Not only character development... But development of the relationships between the characters. Oh, it yep. is so um, engaging to watch that happen. And, and that's something that I think the, the other DC shows specifically that I've tried to watch kind of lacked. Was a, was a really solid uh, relationship development between the characters. You just didn't yeah. really get that. This show has it. And it's, 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 
I want more every time I watch the show. I'm like, yeah. we just watched the new episode last night, and I'm like, when is the next one? <laughs> I need it tonight. Well, they're doing it episodically so people don't cancel the DC Universe app yet. Yeah. Now, you know what? I love watching a show that's new that I have to wait a week before I Me watch. Too. I do. Yep. After all like the binge, we got so used doing. to being able yeah. to watch, a, you know, the entire season of a, of a show in a, a night if we wanted to, but. When shows have it where you have to wait, I think it's it makes it more meaningful in a way. Well, you can you can savor it more, and you you get together yeah. with your friends, speculating on oh who was that in the shadows? Oh, what's this mystery? You just don't know instantly. You can talk about it at work this way too. Like we right. talked about this in the show during Mandalorian, we could talk yeah. about it at work. Whereas, okay, I'll use the Punisher season two for an example, right? Uh, me and a bunch of my friends binged. Punisher in a day and a half when season two came out, right? And then later when we were trying to talk about specifics, all we could remember was the first episode and the last episode, and everything else blurred together. Yeah. Nothing was digested. You just wanted to get through it, and it was an it was a sprint, not a fucking you know a, a fucking foot race. You know, it was one. I'd rather be sitting there running in a fucking marathon than I would be having to practice to be a sprinter. Yeah, and man. you can do that with episodic content then mm-hmm. it's weekly. So if I got to shell out six extra fucking bucks a month to see this episodically and not be like, I'm going to wait till the whole season's over, you'd miss half the shit. Yeah. So we do need to do a synopsis of this. Who wants to take that one? Well, if you don't mind, I, I, I do want to say... From my perspective, you know, there's a lot of people out there, I'm sure, that feel the same way and that there's just a lot of CWDC content. And people might be Ooh, hesitant yeah. or have cold feet to jump in on, oh, my God, yet another DC show. Uh, True. And, and for me, a lot of those CW shows, they still just have that one foot in that old television mm-hmm. way of making shows. Yep. And uh, I think this new batch of DC stuff, including Stargirl and even Doom Patrol and Harley, they break out of that mold. And this show definitely does that. And you don't have to have watched any of the shows to get this. It's completely mm-hmm. self-contained, um, you know. So yeah, if you're, if you're hesitant on this, don't don't be. As a new viewer, just jump right in, and you uh, you won't regret it. And if you hate the CW shows, don't worry. There's no large, loud Bear McCready sound effects going. Vroom. Okay, <laughs> that scene's over. <laughs> like it's it's not fucking. It it feels more like a budget indie film. Because like it, they're yeah. using licensed music, they're you know it's it, the high school scenes especially have a very eighties movie fucking they feel do. to That's it. That's intentional. It's got to be. Oh, it it, it's Jeff it's Johns. Like the the town is... feels like fifties slash eighties too. Yeah, yes. it really. Which does. is that common thing in the eighties? Everything yeah. had that nostalgia back to the fifties. Yeah. And if you think about it, like okay, the way that J.J. Abrams is like the reboot, I'm gonna member Barry nostalgia you. Jeff Johns is the dude that lives in nostalgia. Yeah. He's made a career out of bringing Golden Age characters back into the front, and now he's doing it with a show. This man is nostalgia. It's not forced. That's he's probably true. sitting around his house drinking a six-pack going, dude, if we could just get this Buick Skylark in this one scene, <laughs> because it was in an issue of the Justice Society but in 1973. I do want to <laughs> say, though, even though it... It carries a vibe of nostalgia. It's set in modern times. Yeah. So these these teens are in 2020. 
This and is the, a 2020 well, set. It feels like it was maybe the the 90s, the early 90s when the JSA were active. Well, and like so the these are the next generation. Late so, 80s, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, and the nostalgia factor actually plays into the storyline because there's a group of people that are chewing, well, you're, you're bad guys, basically, are doing this revitalization to bring back a new America and you know they they're gentrifying every... everything yeah but they're gentrifying it in the way like we're gonna bring back those times when you didn't lock your door at night and there's the a town is like a small town feel like a, a there... pleasant veal top type of feel oh yeah so it, there's it diners totally and shit right yeah as soon as you see the diner the first time, that yeah. sums up the entire visual aesthetic of Blue Valley, the city, yeah. the fictional city they're placing this in. And the thing is, I, I've got to spoil it now to do this whole opening part, but it is on the back of the JSA, and it's the JSA members. And when we say Golden Age, these characters are the fucking Golden Age when it starts. Yeah. We see uh, Starman. We see Sand. We see... Um, it, it, the JSA characters that have been announced so far. You see Wildcat in the first couple minutes. And not like, hey, I think that's Wildcat. No, visually, this is is like Alex Ross, JSA characters. They show up, and they get their asses kicked. It's basically the death of the JSA at the hands of the Injustice Society of America. It's a grim opening. It's hardcore. And you have like some big cameos there. Starman uh, Sylvester is being played by Joel McHale. Yep. And Which was the best cameo decision ever. Because yeah. you either love Joel McHale, me, or yeah. you want to see Joel McHale get the ever-living shit kicked out of him. <laughs> yeah. Somehow also me. Uh, <laughs> like, I know people that hate him and started watching Stargirl. Sometimes like, Joel McHale gets his shit kicked in by minute six. She yeah. goes... I'm buying the DC Universe app right you, now. You see Dr. Midnight bite it? You, uh, the original Dr. Midnight? I mean, you, they're all original. Uh, they bring up Green Lantern, Alan Scott, Green Lantern. Uh, you see those old villains, which they're still kind of around, like uh, Wizard. And Icicle Sickle. is the scariest besides Brainwave in the show. Like, Brainwave is terrifying. He's kind of your mini-boss when you come in. But <laughs> Icicle is the boss. Oh, yeah. And, and Solomon is... Grundy is still looming in the background. Right. That like was we... a surprise for me because me I, like I said, I don't, I don't know anything about the Justice Society of America before the show, but I'm familiar with Solomon Grundy, of course. Yeah. So when that... Oh, yeah, he's bad, by the way. When he came in, I was like, oh, whoa. Did you know that he was born on a Monday? Um, oh no no do not get, do not earworm that shit <laughs> mother <laughs> but yeah I mean well the theme of you know Stargirl you know she thinks that her dad was Starman the staff responds to her so she Ooh. finds the cosmic staff yeah well, speaking of the staff I love how it has its own personality it does yeah. it's, it's so doing cute. its own thing it's like a puppy it's really charming it's and like it's a the stick. magic carpet stick. from Aladdin oh great oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and she's perfect a analogy. they set it up in the first episode brilliantly because they have to move like her mom remarries and they have to move to Blue Valley where she's from because she takes a job right yeah. and the first bitch like complaint that you know like I want this was different that shows she's not gonna like it here is that she's a award winning gymnast in the city and then when they move to Blue Valley there's no gymnastics team so the reason that she can use that staff like that is identified by how unhappy she is that she can't do gymnastics so when she gets the staff the first fucking thing she do is test its limits and 
the fight choreography and the, the 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 gymnastics choreography they have with her and that staff is better than most fucking modern movies. Yeah. Please, people in television, so hire the <laughs> fight coordinator. Episode six, we couldn't stop talking about. Well, they wouldn't. I hadn't watched it yet. You guys hadn't. I had to watch it last night before we did this. Is the best use of superpowers from teenagers that would have just gotten them like yeah, it's awesome. not cheesy it's not like those cw things where suddenly everybody fucking knows karate and can dodge yeah. bullets <laughs> and like everybody's a master archer after two weeks on training camp island or some shit <laughs> the, you get superpower training faster in the Arrowverse than luke got training on fucking dagobah yeah. well that's what's so great too like they you know the the team slowly builds and then they they go on this mission so to speak in that episode and they fuck up they, they, they completely, they completely fuck, the fuck up kicked. they and, get their asses kicked and if you're familiar with the star girl comic from Jeff Johns you know you know she's got stripe the robot companion yeah. And seeing that done by Luke Wilson of all fucking He's people, perfect. he is owning in his. He I is do not perfect. undercut the fact that him and Breck Bassinger are carrying this show. Like I mean, well, I, don't, I don't think everybody, everybody, is but I mean they are a powerhouse together. They really are. And they have a chemistry, so great dynamic. You're like, great chemistry. That is a stepdad and a stepdaughter. Yeah. The way they act. And there's little <laughs> stuff too, like arguments that you see them have come back later as they start to form the new Justice Society. And he's Even a good more stepdad. Than that it's not like is... the evil stepdad. He's a, it's like a great yeah, bond. He's, he's the supportive, protective, I raised a boy, now I have a daughter in the house. He's the only of that, oh, sorry. this is cool because uh, I was just talking about this watching the episode last night. His son in the show and her mother in the show are starting to like be. What's going on here? This is like, weird. You guys okay. have a weird relationship yeah. developing. It's gonna, it's gonna come and out, they're right? both like, "What? This is. I don't like this." Yeah, they're weird so about. Something's gonna happen with that because it's it's real. No idea though. You know, it, it is it, totally because there's no way. Like, okay, let's use the the Batman Alfred example, right? Like nobody ever wondered. Like anybody that walks, oh shit, Mike. <laughs> All right, we back. No, you're good. Okay. I don't know what happened. Uh, I, was, I was looking. Down. Anybody that ever walked into Wayne Manor and don't realize the weird tensions between Bruce Wayne and Alfred, like clearly they're doing something else. And a, one of the Robins fucking found the Batcave, figuring that shit out. And like, I hate it when you yeah, see it's these like, you guys are up to something. What the fuck are you doing in this house? Yeah, like yeah. that never was a thing. They were just like, oh, okay. Okay, crazy <laughs> crazy yeah. rich guy and his butler, who's also his fine. best friend. Yeah, okay. uh, sir, by the way, I brought you a box of gloves, and I cleaned up that mess of blood <laughs> Like nobody nose yeah, nobody at Walgreens or the Amazon delivery service ever wonders why Alfred has to order that much fucking medical supplies. That many but, stitches? <laughs> like, that's, it's, it's a plot hole we live with. Yeah. But when you see uh, the, you know, the, the two characters in this interact, and that by episode seven, the son's like, fuck y'all. Like right. the, the stepmom has to show up to a science fair and shit. <laughs> Well, Pat, the character that Luke uh, Wilson plays, he's Stripesy, the last surviving member of the JSA, basically. 
Uh, and he was just a sidekick. He was Starman's sidekick. And oh my God, they ride him on that oh, they show do. about constantly. That. You can't do anything. You're just a sidekick. It's crazy. Like it's really funny though. Uh, but he does such a good job. But they have this interaction that you can tell he's about to tell Barbara in the last episode that we just watched, season episode seven, because he goes, "I, I want to talk to you, Barbara." And then uh, Courtney's all like, "No, no, no, don't do that." And because he was literally about to tell her. He's done. He's going to tell her. Next episode, maybe? Well, he probably needs to. He has to. I mean, because otherwise it almost kind of looks like they have a there's relationship some kind of weird on. relationship. Yeah. If I was uh, like the mom in that family, I would be like, are you fucking my daughter? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. If, <laughs> that, if that I was a son, if I was a son, I would be like, are you fucking my stepsister you know yeah. so no it's weird they they do need to come clean about it they know they're they push that because people are looking at him now the, the special the kid he's like me and pat have been through so much you know they had that conversation at the yeah, football yeah, field. yeah right but this show builds out the jsa as a legacy like dc comics should so what they, do you guys think of the other jsa members though they're all dead no, the, no, the new the one. New oh, the new ones. That's what I was about to say. Mm. So they take the old team, and but it's teenagers getting the tools to go do what they need to do. And uh, so you have Rick Tyler, who is Rex's son. Uh, it's not Tyler. It's something else. But I'm, it, it, he's our man. Yeah. Yep. He can use the hourglass just like his dad could. And their description for why that power works that way awesome. is so much better than the one that's in the TC comic. Oh my god! Books. Well, they did mention though that it's addictive. They did touch on it. They were like, but it's not just a pill now. Yeah, like it's not just like Rex Tyler created a pill that makes him the hour man for an hour a day. Was it a pill before? It was a pill. Yeah. Oh. Originally, originally. I like the hourglass. He still had the hourglass, and it was magical. But he took the pill to activate it. Oh. So he got addicted to... I'm glad there's no pills. Involved. Yeah, there's no pills. Because they can do the power being addicti- addictive instead of that 90s thing they did, which was awesome, where he was addicted to taking the pill because he wanted to be our man. Yeah, well, the, new hour man uh, the new hour man, the new hour man in the show, that kid doesn't uh, need any pills. That no. Well, <laughs> and with my understanding... Uh, may, maybe me, some antidepressants. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong but um, so the hourglass... My understanding is you can turn it mm-hmm. and get an hour's worth of super strength, yep. but you can't do it again for, for another 24, 24 hours. hours. You okay. have to take a long rest. I'm glad they didn't do the pills because I would hate it if they did a Save by the Bell, Jesse Spano pill addiction. Episode. Oh my God. Too yeah. easy. It'll it's be more easy. like a power addiction. I'm yes. so scared. <laughs> because he's like, he does have a problem. He's ragey. I, oh yeah. And he wants to use it. Well, revenge. I felt bad. I loved his backstory because I felt bad from from mm. the beginning, and um, because his parents died, and then his uncle was a piece of shit. Yeah, and Still was tasked with raising him, and of course he was. He just treated him awfully. So if, I feel so bad for this poor kid. If you lost a parent, dead parent trigger warning for Star Girl. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. I don't think there's anybody mm. with two parents I've seen outside Beth. of the, the Beth. Yeah, the the new Doctor Midnight. So are her yeah. parents villains? Are they part of the injustice society? It seems like everybody is. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know because her parents her seem friend. a little shady. Yeah, yeah. they little, they seem they don't like her. 
Then they seem codependent on her. Because like the, the the last episode, they're like, "Have you made our lunch yet?" Yeah, but they're annoyed by her, because she's like she she used to be. They were her friends. I believe they're doing a thing with her where it's she's got autism or Asperger's in a way where she's at least on the spectrum. I can see where that. her parents were her only friends. Then she gets the Doctor Midnight goggles, so that Charl Chuck becomes her friend. Yeah, and that's her only friend, mm. even though now she's getting the. Maybe she's just supposed to be super shy, but I think they're doing both because I would. I mean, it's mm. it's, it's more a perfect the, way to have that representation. Yeah, I, I think she represents it well too, and it's yeah. not like over the top. It's not weird or anything. And she's she one had, of the most charming, adorable characters I've her. ever seen I in any show or character. movie ever. Instantly in love with her. So pure. Um, wow. I, I've hoped as soon as she started talking, I'm like, please give her powers. <laughs> please give. What do you guys think of the the Wildcat backstory? The, them tying in the whole slut shaming and things. Sm- and, a smart way to tie yeah. in modern teen problems. Absolutely. They, they do, do teen problems pretty good. We were both. Of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Cody were like, yep, I, I know. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like um, studio pandering. It just feels like legit storylines. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's real angst. It's dark enough to kill my interest. It's family enough to be warm and friendly. And when the season's over, I'm watching it with my 10-year-old. Because, like, I can... She's aware of things like online bullying and slut-shaming and things. There's nothing... You can watch this with, like, a teen or above. Or oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful show for any adolescent or teenage girl to watch. It's, it's really... Um, I think it would give them a lot of insight to how the world works and be able to deal with things they have to deal with. I, I think it's got a really good message. I think that the writing, the way it comes across is that they actually care about teenage problems. Ultimately, that it feels like a real teenage problem, not just like, we're going to make this super dramatic. It's like, no, dude, she took a picture of herself and her and sent it to a boy, and that boy's girlfriend got pissed off. And sent it to the entire school. And she was class president, and now she's not. So that shit happens. Yep. Like, it happens right now. Mm-hmm. It's not like just something, like, silly. It's like, that's dark enough to be scary, but also, remember, <laughs> just realize, bless you, Excuse just me. realize that something like that happens to people all the time. And it also explains why you see her, like, boxing and, like, being physical if she's trying to work out that rage. So it's not like we just gave the... This costume to some random kid, and oh, oh no, no, now I can fight. No, she's taking self defense classes and shit. Yeah. She's oh, she's in shape. Oh, they yeah. all are. Like her, uh, Brett Bassinger must have trained her ass off. <laughs> yeah, like, she is working her ass off, like doing real physical stuff, like legitimate. I don't, I don't think she's doing all the tumbling. She's getting buffied, but. Like, <laughs> 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 she's doing a lot like she's working yeah. at it and Yolanda Wildcat she's legitimately physical she can yeah. fight mm-hmm. I'm watching her throw punches and I'm like somebody taught her to throw a punch how <laughs> like, much those those actors are doing so much of the stunts though yields it more realistic and mm-hmm. nobody's like fucking karate master because they picked up a stick they're using their powers in intelligently designed ways and the reason they have the powers matches each character's flaws well when they're fighting sportsmaster and tigress and courtney's awesome. really pouring it on fighting sportsmaster and sportsmaster's handing her ass because he's like one of the best hand-to-hand combatants 
period. Yeah. And he's, and his powers, well, it's not even just powers. His fighting style is so badass. It's how you want Casey Jones to actually be. Yeah. Like, he's Casey Jones on the best, for, it's the best version of Casey, Casey Jones live action. In fact, it's Ooh. cooler than a lot of things Casey has actually done in a lot of mediums. Well, it's I like would, if Casey Jones were trained by Batman. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good way Ooh. to put it. Like the scariest Casey Jones. Like this guy kills people. Uh, this guy kills people. Um, <laughs> with, with footballs. And yeah, with footballs hockey and sticks. golf clubs and hockey sticks. <laughs> and Tigress is like uh, Scarlet. She has a uh, crossbow and she's actually a badass martial artist too. And their relationship is so funny to you. Oh, it is. And I know that guy. Everybody knows that guy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) I work at a gym, and I know that guy. I love how when he's not being sportsmaster. Sportsmaster, yeah. When he's not, he he runs the local gym and is literally just walking around food policing people. Like, (laughs) that's not your meal plan, bro. 50 push-ups. Even when they leave the house and leave their daughter there, they're like, do your bench presses, do your curls, do your greens. I'm like, that whole character dynamic is hilarious. Yeah. And then like, okay, I got to go to work now. What do you do? I'm a bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) And nothing for nothing, the fact that the adults that are working in government have a secret evil agenda. Yeah. uh, They're the uh, fucking Injustice Society of America, dude. Yeah. It's crazy. How many people do you know that believe that's happening in their small town? (laughs) There's got to be some people watching it going, now daughter, you watch this because I'm telling you this happens. That asshole from the Chamber of Commerce has a table in his basement. (laughs) I wish this was happening in Knoxville. That would be so fun. (laughs) What, so you can, we can blame stuff on the gambler? (laughs) The gambler's hacking your mainframe. Who made him use that accent? I don't know, but I love him for it's it. Perfect. I do have to say I love that accent. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was drunk as fuck watching one of the episodes, and when he talked, I pulled up Uber Eats and ordered KFC because I got messed up on seeing the fucking colonel. He is I just wanted up him, and down. wanted him to take out that little gun thing that he has, and it just shoot breading at shit going, it's finger looking good, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, an icicle, that guy. Oh, man. man. He's terrifying. He has a presence. Mm-hmm. The actor. I don't What is his name? I don't know it. Uh, oh, CKpedia. Uh, this is twice today the CKpedia uh, crash. This you guys know what well, I've had through my brain this week. Jeez. We've had a lot going on, man. Yes. CK spent a lot of time setting up this, this little studio we're at. I'm working at it. Well, shit. I'm sorry. I thought it was some more on top of Oh, no, I got it. Uh, so, <laughs> Icicle's played by Neil Jackson. There uh, we go. And there his name, go. you know, is uh, Jordan, Jordan Ma Kent. Uh, his last name is Ma Kent, which I think is funny. Huh. Uh, he that is, is his name. He's got a terrifying, like, piercing stare mm-hmm. that I, I, I think is great. He's perfect for the And, and in character. comics, they push Icicle as much as they push Icicle 2, and they have for years. And we already have an Icicle 2 in the show with his son. That's mm-hmm. the same story from the comics. And, like... They're just doing that. They're like, Icicle 2, he's there. He has the powers already. He's the oldest. He's the guy that walked out, and my dad was like, that guy's a teenager in high school. <laughs> Are you serious? I was like, no. That dude's like 30. Brain, <laughs> Brainwave son was the one for me. I'm like, man, I think I rented a car from him a couple of weeks ago. You ain't fucking high school. And the dude that plays high school, nothing for nothing, it's his facial expressions are... Mm-hmm. 
everybody knows that guy. Like, you might not work with them, but they probably work like two or three places down. You park in the same garage. And when you take one look at that guy's face, you're like, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. Yeah. It's one of those guys where you're like, you're saying something to me, but your facial expressions don't match yeah. what you're saying. You're saying something you're not thinking at all. You're saying clearly, how much you like me, but you're stabbing me in your head. Yes. He clearly <laughs> loves his son, and when you see him switch gears, it's all in the facial acting. Yes. He goes from, I'm going to stab you with a frozen dick, to, <laughs> son... Did you eat your vegetables? And, like, there's still, like, fucking blood vessels on the sides of his face about to pop. It's like he's forcing himself to smile. Like, this actor has some deep childhood trauma. I'm just fucking saying. <laughs> he, uh, he actually has some good character development, too. We found out in the episode that there was something that makes him sad. Because mm-hmm. he totally switches gears when they go for the birthday dinner. Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, oh, I heard it's someone's birthday. And she brings the cake out, and he's like... And you just see him go into pure sad rage. I thought he was going to kill her. I was yeah. like, yeah. he's going to kill her. And that made you think that because he just darkens. And mm-hmm. he's like, she was my wife. She's gone now or something. She's dead. You and know? that is such a great nuance for a villain to, to where you, t- you pause in your moment. This, mm. this is like a real guy. He had some bad shit happen yeah. to him. He like, you know. And not, she apologizes. And then he goes, no, it's okay. It was sweet. It was a sweet sentiment. Thank mm-hmm. you. And they eat the cake. He didn't just, like, freeze her and kill her in the spot. (laughs) And you're like, oh, man, I love this show. Like, thank you for making humans. Not all characters for villains need development. Solomon Grundy requires no backstory. True. Icicle, though, especially if he's going to be the lead villain. And he is. Seeing his evil plan or whatever... To him and them, it's not evil. They genuinely want to make the world a better place for their children. Mm-hmm. They just don't mind to kill and brainwash a bunch of motherfuckers to do it. Yeah, right. I'll tell you who is evil, and that is Cindy. Ugh. Oh, my oh God. Just man. Rotten. She is such a mega bitch. <laughs> she is she a plastic. Is like, I don't have any. No every cheerleader in high school. She's Regina George light. Oh, no yeah. sympathy for her, it, no backstory of all, you know, It was cool seeing a little touch. Suck. She just sucks, but and she has since the beginning. But last night's episode, episode seven, we saw a little bit of humanity with her. Just a little touch. Yeah, that is true. A little touch. Whatever she little bit was she left. She kind of reached out. You know, they had to be partners in science class or whatever. And, um, and, and she ended up saying, oh, let's hang out. Like, let's do a little, like, of course, she was, she had already, like, blew, blown off her previous minion so maybe she was looking for a new minion but yeah. she it kind of creeped in a little bit of humanity which i thought was cool and then um she got shunned mm-hmm. because icicle son <laughs> who doesn't know he's icicle son asks um brainwaves courtney no it was icicle son it was icicle bad. son she's dating brainwave son henry yes uh, yes cindy was cindy was yeah, and yes yeah, she still is yeah she's she still pissed is. that he won't go to the prom oh yeah and I'm like, like bitch. My, my dad's fucking hurt. Um, and so Icicle Son comes over to ask Courtney yeah. to the prom, and she goes, oh, I already said I'd hang out with Cindy. And she's like, clearly, I want to do that. If well, then she you, goes it, to Cindy, and she's like, listen, can we do it another time? Because I just got asked to dance yeah. or whatever. And then that's like the thing that pushes Cindy yeah. over the edge where she's like, fuck this. I'm putting on that fucking suit right it the was, fuck now. It was her Anakin Skywalker moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the dark my God. Side. That's a perfect no. analogy. Toward the dark side. 
I don't want to well, join the dark side. She was side. already on the dark side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she had she a human moment the there. I mean, I think I, we, we were talking about it earlier, and I was like, she stops and she turns around one last time to see if she'll come back to talk to her. Yeah, exactly. She's like, she's going to apologize. Because she's like, no, bye, forever. And then she, as she's walking away, she turns to see if she'll talk to her. But she was running after Wildcat at that point to talk to her. Yes. And you might, and you almost trouble. see it in her eyes that she wants she kind of craves she's a teenager so she wants and craves that something a little something maybe because her parents are pieces of shit her parents are pieces of shit (laughs) maybe because dr ito is a piece of shit (laughs) trigger warning if you have piece of shit parents don't watch (laughs) they literally tell her dude just go have a fucking party or something in our house fuck off we don't want to deal with you what's you have to sneak or anything oh the parents out of the town they're just they're telling her to do it because we got to do our thing you just need to lay low. Mm-hmm. You know about our evil doings and stuff. And Dragon King, I think that's his name, uh, Dr. Ito. Yeah. He's terrifying. He's like, don't touch the suit. That's yeah. not for you right now. Oh, and, and she's how like, shitty fuck she was, uh, you. And yeah. puts it on anyway. How shitty she was being to her mom. And oh, he's like, oh, it took me a long time to make that a, one. A manufacturer? It's an android. Right? <laughs> yeah, I thought she no, was well, like. He, he was like, of, I can't make another one. Yeah. Right? He's like, I don't have time to make <laughs> another one. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's wild. I like how we started this with. Mild spoilers, and well, Fuck here's it. everything that happens through episode <laughs> one through seven. I knew this was gonna happen, that's why I was like, We're gonna spoil it. I don't shit. care, I'm don't tired either. of when we have to do stuff and then, like, well, we can't because, like, we we interviewed some of the you know, the, the writer director of Volition and the you know, the lead from Volition. We can't in this episode talk about any plot, no. but so for Stargirl, fuck you, it's on CW. <laughs> well, we're not interviewing anybody for it, so. Right now, yeah, please. Um, I'm interviewing me. DC, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, hey, Lou Ferrigno Jr. When, in the in the uh, in the scenes that were showing the flashbacks of Our Man and his wife when they died due to Solomon Grundy, it was Lou Ferrigno Jr. that was playing Our Man, Rex yeah. Tyler. That's cool. That's, That's cool, so cool. cool. Cool little thing there. And but also, hey, Lou Ferrigno Jr. Yeah, totally. Going to be a guest on our show. That would be so awesome. Also, Car X, if you don't like Car X, yeah. uh, another trigger warning for Stargirl. Uh, dead of... parents, asshole parents, Car X. They kill the kid. They, they kill the wizard's son. If you don't son. want to see kids oh, die. That's in the first, um, what, second? First? Second or third episode? Uh, they yeah, kill the wizard's second. son. That wasn't really sad because I really like that character. Oh, and you yeah. were, I was so convinced he but was going to be on the But the wizard's an evil character, yeah. right? Do what? Wizard is an evil. He was one yes, of the he was bad guy. Okay. Yeah. And then they killed him. They Epstein him. Cool. I liked that kid a lot. Well, they said we got to get his body. So, like the J- the Injustice Society took his body because oh, they said we got to yeah, get his body because he was going right. to have power. So, I think they're like resurrecting Wizard's kid into some kind of really fucked up villain. Ooh, the um, what's his name? Um, the Dragon uh, King or Dragon whatever. guy? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I could could see that, that since he's manufacturing wives. He was the one that had it. <laughs> he was the one that wanted the body, uh, so well, I totally think it was sense. him. Uh, so wow. they're going to do something with that. But it was dark because it's like Courtney's trying to save people she's in a fight with icicle there's a bus on the overpass the, the kids get out because the bus breaks down she knows the ice, icicle blows overpass. ice onto the bridge which is so crazy because yeah. the kids are on the he's bus. trying to kill them that's so fucked up yeah he's he goes to kill Ugh. which now we found out probably to kill that kid yeah like he wanted to kill that kid the magician's so. kid yeah so that he could be whatever they need yeah i don't know what it is like a new grundy maybe or something but they the, the, he sets off a an I, like a arctic blast. Yes, and ice freezes the bridge it. over. The bus stops. The kid gets out, and a 
old tanker kills him, hits him and kills him. And like, you have that whole moment where like the dad comes in and the, and and she's like, what's going on? Cause he's just at the hospital and it does the silence. And he's like, you can tell he's telling her and she just flips the fuck out. Like, our son's dead, and you realize, oh my god, they just killed that fucking kid in the show. Yeah. Like, whoa. And Courtney is destroyed. Yep. Yeah. Like, she's like, I fucked up. I'm not going to do this anymore. I can't. Pat's, Pat's having a rough time just being the guy that's trying to hold the JSA together still. Yeah. Uh, well, just trying to even almost forget about it. Like, yeah. at that point in the story, he's like... This is in the past. You're, he, she, he thinks that at that point that she's delusional mm-hmm. and that he, there, there's uh, the injustice society can't be in Blue Valley yeah. is what he thinks. But now he's starting to realize, obviously, he knows now. Like Rex died that way. Uh, this was the last place he was. This is why I came here. I had the feeling to come here, but I, yeah. I'm, I've dismissed it now. But here is everybody that was evil. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're all here. You're actually right. But yeah. you're a kid. You're still a kid. You can't do this on your own. And, yeah. So and it's great. Trigger warning. If you're diabetic, there's an exploding chocolate volcano. <laughs> 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 and Amy Smart's a mother in this. So trigger warning for all of us that want to feel old right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Here, here's what's fucked up. When it first showed her and she's like, she's a mom and everything. And I'm like, oh, you got. Oh, oh, I'm your age. <laughs> <laughs> she still looks great, though. Amy Smart. She's oh, she 44 looks, and she looks great. She yeah, she's fantastic. fantastic, isn't it? I love her. <laughs> so she's I, on the board. She right? actually—I kept thinking for the first couple episodes that she was the same girl that plays um, Liberty Bell in um, in uh, oh, yeah. Netflix's um, Glow. 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 Yeah, yeah. Glow. Because no, um, she looks so much like her, but it's not the same person. That's the chick from The Hunt, right? No, no not it's the same person. Her? I don't know. I haven't looked. I think that it up. Is. I haven't anyway. looked that up. Different yeah. story. Different, Different story. story. <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, uh, she's another character. Never mind. Um. Yeah, but they do really, they do really cool stuff with like uh, with Rick, being like, his parents died. Yeah. He didn't realize that that something bad had happened to him. I mean, he knew that they wrecked, but he didn't know that like Solomon Grundy wrecked their car. Yeah, he thought that they just wrecked on accident yeah. until he saw that vision that um. Doctor Midnight. Midnight put into or you know was able to project from the yeah. glasses from the goggles. You know, that's a good point with all of these kids. The abilities in these new roles are really, they're using it to move past their personal traumas, um, the issues they've had in their life, and it's allowing them a way to work these things out. Um, so that's really cool to see with the character development. You know, they're just not putting on costumes and just going and punching people. It's allowing them to work out of their own issues, too. So I like that. And something else to add real quick is that Mark Ashworth is in the show, and we talked to him. Yep. When we first started doing oh, really? the Geeks and Hair of the Earth podcast. He's the janitor. And he's the janitor, uh... Janitor Justin. And last night we found out he's a janitor that has a sword. <laughs> so I'm going to spoil this. Right now, you have a warning. If you don't know, want to know who Janitor Justin is, stop and skip forward till I like clap or something and you'll hear it. Uh, <laughs> but Janitor Justin is Shining Knight from DC Comics. And if you've ever watched Justice League International, I mean Justice League Unlimited, or any of the a lot of DC animation, or just read a lot of DC comics. He's one of the most famous, like golden age characters that crossed over into other mediums forever. Shining Knight. He's he looks like uh, Dirk from uh, uh, Dragon Dragon Slayer. Dragon Slayer. Gotcha. Dragon Slayer. <laughs> so he looks ju- like it's he's gold like Dirk from Dragon Slayer, like with the the red tunic, like gold armor, red tunic. 
sword rides a pegasus he's he's fucking awesome but they they showed him in one episode halfway through the season we were like what the fuck he showed up for one scene he's got to be somebody that's what i thought because this actor plays a lot of characters and stuff and i was like they're using him for somebody and they 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 closed in on his face and everything then i heard him speak with that accent and like welsh kind of accent i was like Okay, well, that's his real accent. <laughs> I never realized that was him. And when you kept talking about it yesterday, I was like, "What's he? No, he's not. What's he?" And then I, and then I go home and watch episode six and seven. Like, oh shit, that's what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 him, and and he actually gets in a uh, he he gets in a uh, you get to see him use his powers anyway in episode seven just a little bit just a little, little bit get to see his... well and all along I've known that he has to be something yeah I was like well he's clearly they're focusing on him enough to and I don't know who Shining Knight is because I'm not familiar right. with any of these people before the show but I was like he's gonna be something and he's gonna be something cool. And uh, yeah, I just love the way they've kind of built that up and like the business mystery of. They also what's talk about Green be. Lantern a lot. Yep. Okay. Oh, here we Ding. go. <laughs> <laughs> I did that one for you, but also for me because you're a big Green Lantern fan. I'm a big Alan Scott Green Lantern fan. Yeah, this isn't JC's beloved Hal Jordan Green no. Lantern Corps. The Justice Society has a Green Lantern that predates all of those in Alan Scott, who in Earth 2 is gay and the first openly gay Green Lantern. Yep. But, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, do you want to... Alan Scott. <laughs> Alan Scott was the original Green Lantern uh, in DC Comics. What, um, like the 40s? Yeah, the 30s. Yeah. 30s, well, even. The 40s, it would be. Well, right. somewhere in the late 30s, early 40s, 40s when they released yeah. all that stuff. Something in wow. that time. And this was uh, yeah. like the original DC. It wasn't even DC back then, it was, was timely, it? timely. Or not timely. timely, but uh, Charlton and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, was all... in the original DC-style comic universe yeah. was shut down for a while and then brought back later with the Justice League era characters that everyone knows. So yeah. this Justice Society physically was back in the 30s and 40s here in the real universe. Just like Jay Garrick Flash. They also mentioned yes. him. That mm-hmm. you see the helmet, the helmet Mercury, like all that. This Green Lantern, he's the guy that wears the red shirt. He's blonde-headed. Uh, he has a cape. And he has a lantern and a ring that he made from a meteor that fell to Earth because it's magical. His powers are magical-based. He's not like an Owen power battery yeah, Green he Lantern. doesn't have to charge the ring, and unlike the other Green Lanterns, he keeps his Green Lantern on him. Yeah, he tries yeah. to anyway, as much as possible, because that it, the the powers work very much in tandem, and oh. they've shown it oh. repeatedly in this show. In episode seven, he, he directly it. says, "This lantern could kill you." Yeah. Like there, if you had the ring. So his lantern yeah, is not a he doesn't charge it up. He on He still the charges it, yeah. Okay, but he, okay. it's a lot shorter charge. Yeah, it's it's not like the Owen rings where like you can go ring power level right. and it gives you a percentage. It's more does like the, a, does the lantern do anything else? It floats. Oh. It follows him around. Okay. It does a lot of weird things actually. Cool. Uh, you know what? We'll keep that one out of it because that that's actually kind of fun. I can't wait for you guys to find out. All right. Because uh, hopefully they'll show that really cool. And also they bring up... Oh, go ahead. With Green Lantern. Finally get Green Lantern. Well, kind of. Kind of. It counts. Get, <laughs> it counts. It will hold me over until CW figures out a way to make 22 episodes of overloaded bullshit for Diggle. Oh, no. They're doing HBO Max. Yep. What? Yeah, that's going to be a, like a big budget show. No, so he's not Green just going to be in... Arrowverse, he's nope. going. No. Diggle's going to the core. I don't know if it's. I don't be think Diggle. it's Diggle. I don't think it's connected I don't think it's in any way. It's a from us. 
scratch green uh green, green lantern show. full budget hollywood uh show yeah. but didn't we have diggle with the yeah but they just say well he was that green lantern for there and they're like this is yeah. this universe is green lantern it could be hal and john I was talking about how CW needs to get off their ass to make my, oh, get my yeah. Diggle out there. And we get an HBO. In a perfect world, I'm going to have a Diggle Green yep. Lantern, <laughs> an HBO Green Lantern, an Alan Scott rip-off Green Lantern. Shut up. He's not a rip-off. Hey. He's the first one. No, I mean the kid. Like the new one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have all the green. And you I'm know, they happy. mentioned Johnny Lightning, or you know, Johnny Thunder, too. Oh, the pin. With the Thunderbolt. They're like, stop, put that down, put that down. That's a genie. That thing is ridiculous. Is a genie? It's a genie, yeah. There's a genie in there. It's a thunderbolt. That's awesome. Johnny Thunder was, man, that thunderbolt can do a lot of crazy shit. Like, that's another thing. They can't do that until season two because they need the effects for him and Greenland. Well, that's what's so cool is seeing these, um, like, who's going to be, who's going to be the next person? Who's going to be the next person? And seeing what kids, what teens are coming together to be the next person, like, uh, Dr. Midnight was an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, Beth was um, like, you know, just wandering into the house because she was suspicious of something. And then Courtney wasn't there, so she found the goggles and put them on. And they just accepted also, her. They made that like it was for her. So it's interesting to see. And then one of my favorite scenes of the whole show was last night, the uh, episode seven, the most recent episode. When um, they came together in the school hall, like walking in between yeah. the lockers, and they were like oh, yeah. coming together. It's totally like bre- mm-hmm. Breakfast Club style, <laughs> like superhero team joining together, and it was so cute. I loved it. They were all like, Ding. and then Cindy cuts right through, and she's all, "Watch your get out of my way," or whatever she said. But shining night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the music that they set that scene to <laughs> was so fucking that was cool. So Justin, that's awesome. You mentioned I, the scene where Beth goes into a room and finds the goggles. Now that I think about it, that whole scene where Beth shows up at her house, that really plays into the being on the spectrum thing. You know, being uh, detached, not understanding that social situation, of just like wandering was, into somebody's yeah. house and be like, "Hi, I'm her friend," and going straight to the bedroom. I, I yeah. think that leans into that. Yeah, I, totally I think does. it does too. If if they're not doing that. No. No, they're, they're just not going to outright not, say it because no. they don't want to be like, they look at to. this character that represents this. It's, they don't have to. If you're watching it, you can tell. Yeah. I like that. But I like that a lot. With I would rather it be that way. You I'd rather it be that than them trying to say that they have a token anything. Yeah. Right. Don't do you that. Know? Yeah. These kids are, they're, or, they're organic. Um, mm-hmm. they, they all feel like, you know, they... They're all teenagers with their own teenage problems. Yeah, even though, definitely. They all remind you of kids that you knew. Yeah, they remind oh. me of people I knew. And Especially they, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I knew that dude. I, I knew Rick. Like, I knew that mm. kid. And I was friends with that kid. Okay. And he was rough. So, we've got um, Stargirl. We've got um, uh, Our Man. We've got um, Wildcat. And we've got Dr. Midnight. So, mm-hmm. what we have left, we have Green Lantern. Flash. Flash. Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder. Um, let's see that Shining Knight. Um, we're missing somebody. Oh, missing as far as just was. just the Justice Society, not the bad Ooh. guys, but well, we Hawkman. Also, Hawkman. They, Hawkman. Hawkman. They, they Who had him. the owl? Doctor uh, Midnight. No, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the owl's still alive. We've it's seen just that. still at the place, their yeah. underground bunker, or whatever they were at. Okay. Yeah. She left the owl there and took everything else, right? Yep. Okay. So I doubt we'll see all of the characters introduced in the first season. I don't want to. I um, want it to be slowly. Uh, yeah, I want it to slowly like come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll, we've got the villains, and I don't even know who all the villains are. All I know is um, <laughs> Icicle and um, Brainwave Sports and Master. the Magician. Wizard. 
Oh, he was a wizard? I thought wizard. he was a magician. He's wizard. Well, yeah. the gambler. Oh, the gambler. Of course, the gambler. Uh, oh, and then the, um, the violinist Fiddler. is the principal. Oh, yeah, the violinist. And then um, the sports guy. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> Tigress. Uh, They're so Ito, funny. which is Do- Dragon King. Yeah, okay. Um, well, there's a lot. Solomon Grundy. The, the, the Justice Society is way bigger. I was trying to think of somebody else that could be in it. Uh, Adam Smasher, they could do that. I think they've got enough right now, and they've That's already set up a few more. Our they've, man's kind of filling that Adam yeah. Smasher role. Well, and they clearly set up Big more guy. of the villains Sandy. than the... Sandman. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. That's who you got to Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget Sandman? Oh, my God. Sandman, Hawkman. Those will probably be the next ones. Wow. Besides Third CKpedia crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. So bad right now. I'm sorry. So... Have we beat this one to death yet? Yes. Okay. Uh, in, in other words, just go watch Stargirl. I don't care who yeah. you are. I don't care um, if you don't, if you're not into comic books, if you don't even like superhero movies, which I do, of course, but if you're a regular person that doesn't like those things, you still will love yeah. the show. Yeah. It's so good. And if you do like all those things, then you're going to love it even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, watch it. I love it. It's my favorite show on TV right now. It's Same. my destination television. It's what I go each week. It's the one thing I run to to watch. Yeah. My, my second here. favorite show is Floor is Lava, and that's not... I'm... I hate <laughs> y'all for recommending that to me. I love that show so much. I love it, too. Okay. I want to be on it. It's so much fun. <laughs> oh, so much my. Fun. We followed up our new episode of Stargirl with uh, episode three of Floor is Lava last night. I hate that I've seen four episodes of that now. I, I sat down to watch it for a second while I was restringing a guitar, and then I, I quit restringing the guitar, and now I'm actively fucking watching it. And you know, it. I, when I first mentioned it, I was like, that's not really even a nerdy thing, but it is kind of. Um, when I was a kid, the the popular uh, um, uh, physical game show was Double Dare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If y'all remember Double Dare. And oh, so yeah, this reminds sure. me of a combination of Double Dare and like... Um, Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes. And That's what I was Yes. <laughs> and it's it's so fun and just silly and absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and or the fact that it's like average people. You know, they it's have average people. Like it. me and Michael. I keep wanting... me. I want me and Michael and, and my son Reed to go and um, audition for it if we can. Well, yeah, I want to do the Titan <laughs> games this time next year. I'm going to try to do that. That's so fun. What you're saying is you want me to be melted by lava. I get it. That's yeah, fine. you would be the first to go in the lava, I'm pretty yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to do the Titan games. I, I don't know. That. There's a timer, so you wouldn't be able to sit there for 45 minutes and make charts for it and shit. You, you, you're going down, Mike. You're going down hard. He was suggesting, well, maybe you should do this with someone, this other person or this other person. <laughs> and because watching that show, I found out what would actually happen if you fall in lava. And it's very disturbing. Hmm. It's okay. I won't even make it gross. Um, You get a pan hot and you take water and you flick it on top of the pan. Yep. That's what your body does. There's no like slow dramatic sinking in. (laughs) It's got the density of stone. You're not sinking anywhere. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You're just stuck there. You just. Oh, wow. Why am I hungry now? (laughs) I don't know. So the water's gone. And in other new developments. We're getting the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Snyder Cut is real. Who the fuck knew? Okay. I kept saying before that I think there's a version out there, but we'll never see it. I did not know that COVID-19 was going to happen. I'm sorry. We can't call it that because of uh, people who get their stuff pulled constantly for calling it COVID-19 really? more, than, more than twice, and I just did twice. So the Backstreet Boys reunion tour started about three months ago, and 
since those Backstreet Boys have been back, it's not been all right. Oh man. Yeah. You could say Backstreet Boy fever is just spreading everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that tour is running through towns like crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Some towns they're just not leaving. They're playing more shows and yeah. more. Now a lot of the rest of the world they quit playing shows there. <laughs> But Americans just can't stop buying Backstreet Boys tickets. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they just didn't. I didn't expect something bad like a fucking pandemic was gonna hit, and then we weren't. We, people were gonna go stop going to theaters. So then they were like, "Oh my god! Well, we have this streaming service, and this model is working really well, where we're selling movies online." Um, so Zack Snyder, <laughs> you have this thing that you wanted to get done, and all these people are saying they want it done. So we'll give you $40 million plus, and you go finish it. And he's like, oh, now I can tell everybody what I was making. And then we found out there was fucking proof of all of the things he was making. Big proof. Now, Kevin Smith did say, I think it was this time last year or something like that, where he actually read the script for three movies. Yep. And it was like, it was crazy. Like, like the first one, they lose to Dark Side. Dark Side takes over the world. That whole dream co sequence comes true. It brings in the Green Lanterns. They have to like try to save the universe and then they basically reset everything in the, in the end and but batman dies ultimately that was the idea was that batman was going to die and batman's definitely going to die in this yeah he's got to that's my theory because that's how you get rid of batfleck is that batman is dead oh yeah he's dead and then you go into a flashpoint and mm -hmm. reset everything up yeah I want it that way yeah. <laughs> 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 tell me Hey, speaking yes. of movies, uh, we have entered into a partnership with Lionsgate Films. So we want you guys to check out Volition. Uh, we just interviewed the writer, the director, and the main actor. We love this movie. It's awesome. Uh, if you like 12 Monkeys. Looper. Looper, things like this. Uh, but Memento? it feels completely unique. Um, it's going to be on demand on July 10th on streaming services. Uh, it gets our recommendation for sure. Yes, I want to throw this out there. We're not bumping this because Lionsgate is, you know, letting us interview people. This movie was fucking good. Yeah. It's one like in the trailer alone, it's got sixteen goddamn nominations and victories for awards from film festivals. Mm -hmm. So if you think we're just bumping it, watch the fucking trailer and see yeah. what you know, professional motherfuckers say. And they're not like Ooh, look, I went to Sundance. It's shit like Philip K. Dick and shit. Like, it's it's film festivals for geeks. And even the, the writer and the director combo, when we interviewed him, literally was like, we made this for geeks, you know, around the world. Yep. Like, they, they are fans of this type of shit. And it was fucking talking to them, we could tell. Yeah, it's hard sci-fi. Yep. I mean, even hard though it's like contemporary and realistic, it's still very much hard. Kind of like, um, what was that? The Code 8 that we liked? Code 8. Oh, yeah, yeah, Code yeah, yeah. Eight. It felt, it, those two things feel like almost sister movies. Like you could, you could watch those back to back. Oh, and, you, and it's got a, that tone that I love. And I don't know, like I was saying last night, um, the, a lot of things on streaming feel like the things I would find on VHS back in the day I would like better than the movies I saw in the theater. Like, I would love movies I saw in the theater, but then I'd find these movies on VHS that were direct to, not direct to VHS back then, but they would be, like, low, like, you know, very independent. Mm -hmm. So they were only in theaters for, like, short amount of time. And yeah, then short they amount came of time. Out. Yeah. yeah. Like, 
when Evil Dead came out, perfect it wasn't example. famous on oh, that in is theaters. A perfect example. Nobody yeah. went to fucking see Evil Dead yeah. in theaters. <laughs> like, yeah. it got famous from video rentals. And I feel like those kind of movies that I found through that Evil Dead, Pumpkinhead, Suspiria, uh, Suspiria, yeah. stuff like that, uh, Zombie Two, you know, like those kind of movies, those uh, campy. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, stuff like Scanners. that. Scanners. House it, 2. Yeah, House well, 2. Perfect. Nice. Like fucking Caterpillar nice. puppy. <laughs> well, if, if you look at the world before Netflix, there was this, you know, when people throw around the world cult classic all the time, they don't understand where the fuck it came from. Yeah. Like, you had to know a motherfucker. Yeah. Fight Club has <laughs> went from, like, bombing in theaters to a VHS phenomenon to shat on by uh, uh, millennials to now back in style. And I always like to remind them at the beginning, Fight Club bombed out of theaters in a week and a half. It's a good movie, though. And, movie. and if you look at it, David Fincher and that whole crew spent three and a half years of their life working on Fight Club. There's this lull in Brad Pitt and Ed Norton's discography. It's because they kept shooting and reshooting for years on Fight. If you notice, there's really inconsistent body shapes for Brad Pitt and Ed Norton. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Brad Pitt is gaining and losing a lot of mass in that movie. Yeah. And, and, that's wild. Yeah, that's why. And they they bombed on it, and they were... When the DVD came out, they had filmed all of this extra footage, had these deleted scenes, documentaries, and the the VHS came out before the Blu-ray or the DVD rather. The first DVD I ever bought was Fight Club, but the mm-hmm. the the VHS came out and you couldn't find it. Like the first time we watched it, we were smoking weed with this dude whose dad owned the local VHS store, right? And he got the screener and he what. They watched all the screeners to see what the store was going to get. And he watched it once at his house, got in the car, drove to our house, and was like, watch this shit. <laughs> I think we watched Fight Club 15 times in a week. And when the the DVD came out, they were like, okay, well, people like it. It sold out everywhere. And that special edition packaging on it, it made it famous. It was a cult hit. It's my go-to example to this generation, without a doubt. Uh, but stuff like Evil Dead and stuff that didn't get theatrical, you can't explain to somebody before streaming services how we found this yeah, shit. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because yeah. now there's just everything at your fingertips. I mean, anything you think of. The, the other night, actually, I, this has happened in the past couple of months. Um, yeah, I'd never seen Predator or Predator 2. Oh. What? Well, I, I have awesome. now. I have now because good, a couple of, couple months ago, he, a, perfect a month movie. ago or so, he was like, okay, uh, we talked about Predator. He goes, You've got some Predator? Well, in seconds, he found it available for streaming. I think we bought it, but it was available um, in seconds. We were, it, was, it was like 4 in the morning, so even if their Blockbuster existed, we wouldn't have been able to go to Blockbuster because they would have been closed. But he found it in seconds, and we watched Predator, and it was not what I expected at all. It was totally different from what I expected, and I loved it. Same this- thing two nights ago we watched, or three nights ago we watched Predator 2. Same thing. I That's liked it better. Than- they can say whatever they want, but Predator is a horror movie. It it's, is. It is. It's so it's an action movie at first, and then oh my god, we're in a horror movie. It's like very, aliens. It's a suspense. I would say more of a suspense. It's a suspense. Oh my um, god. It's and it, oh my god, both of them were so incredible. They're great. I cannot believe how much I enjoyed them. Yeah. I was I don't like, know why people don't like Predator Two. I loved it better than Predator One. Like, what's the problem with Predator Two? Set in the city. What's wrong you with got uh, Donald Glover. Um, fucking Gary Busey. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. Charles Gambino Danny is not Glover. in the same. Yes. 
Three-year-old Danny, Danny, Danny Glover walking around offering the predator candy. That would be cool, this though. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. And uh, Predator 2 moved more into that body horror, too, mm. even more than Predator 1 did, man. Some oh, yeah. of those it gruesome did. scenes. From yeah, it was gross. really but... gruesome with all the skinned people and Ooh, stuff. There's Ooh. some dirty ass shit in the first predator if you think about yeah, the that fact that that movie was mainstream and had that kind of gore right it. It, like when mac gets his head blown off yeah through it and you see that cool shot where it blows his head out the back like the back of his skull out and the blood goes Blah. it's disgusting have you went uh, ventura ventura yeah. that whole bone through him <laughs> have you guys seen the closing credits uh set to the full house thing oh yeah i love it yep <laughs> it's one of the best things in the fucking end. no but i have to see that immediately oh, you'll get it the down. best is okay <laughs> Right when they do like that, everywhere you look, it sinks perfectly. <laughs> like the the best ones when you see Arnold light the cigar right at the bottom. Show wow wow wow. <laughs> Arnold's acting in that movie, by the way. I know we're sucking off Predator again, but Arnold's acting in that movie is really one of the best things in the first movie because it's his facial expressions. Yeah, you he's get. one of the best oh, face actors of all time. He's so good at he's emoting. He's so Dutch. good in that movie. You're really terrified. Great. When he crawls up to that mud, when he's in that mud and yeah. he's trying to hide from him, he's a man hunted who is terrified. Yeah. He is scared. He knows he's going to die. It's That movie's good. It's <laughs> chilling. Yeah. It's a good-ass movie. Imagine they cut, the original version didn't have that alien landing. The, really? the beginning of the movie, it didn't show the ship. Yeah. So if you went to watch the movie and you, you didn't, no it didn't show that, you'd have oh, no idea it was wow, an alien. Oh, really? So you'd be like, what's this thing following them around? What the oh, fuck's going so on? So creepy. They're just trying to save this CIA guy. And then suddenly someone starts dying horribly, but they find the bodies, you know, and they're like, well, it's, you know, it's a local tribe or it's them guys. It's, it's we're, somebody we're else. We're in a war. A bad guy. Yeah. We're in a war. There's, there's, there's gorillas, like stuff like that. And then people just start dying. Wow. Yeah, that's way cooler. Take it's way take cooler. The, take it out. Because you're like, what's look? What's that vision? What's it? Is somebody mm. watching them through a scope, or is that a per? And then like all of a sudden, here's a big giant fucking pussy face li- lizard that's like killing people. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say <laughs> pussy face? <laughs> 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 what type of pussy have you been looking at? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, bah, 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 you know, it's, like a, it's a crab face. Like, I don't know. I am so glad that there's not a video component to this episode. Danny, Glo- Danny Glover calls him pussy face in the second one. Yeah, he does. He's like, take this pussy face. Bam. Yeah, but he's Danny Glover. He can do that. You it's just stuck with me, dude. Pussy face, motherfucker. It's stuck with me, dude. I can't help it. Anyway, Volition is a really good movie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Way to bring it back around. Instant wow, well, it's, it's good. Talk about going down a rabbit hole there, down yeah. a tangent. Oh, I'll, I'll, Robocop, it's going to happen. I'll, I'll <laughs> dig out farther of it. Snyder cuts going to HBO Max next year. Yeah. Confirmed Dark Seed, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Dark One will be there. All hail Dark Seed. I just want to believe that he was, like, fucking in some cabin somewhere. Far removed from the world, chopping wood. DC has to arrive in a helicopter. <laughs> you know, Zach, we need your help. Just I don't do DC down. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my boy. I'm not doing him. Well, the, he technically lost his daughter for real. That's oh uh, yeah. yeah. Oh shit, I forgot about that. No, you're good. <laughs> I'm a horrible human into, being. Uh, no, it's yeah. fine. No, just just sitting there. And like, We're gonna let you do it. We need you to come back. Yeah. The last time you did this, you. Fucked me with Joss Whedon. <laughs> Sir. No, don't worry. He got me too. Do you want your job yeah. back? And you like you see him just go and shave the beard off 
like pick up the weights and get built Snyder again. Like, Snyder, Snyder cut. Uh, tell HBO I'm coming for him. <laughs> you know, one and, thing that's common with the Snyder cut, most of the actors throughout all this, even though they had to tow the company line for a minute, they've all pushed and said he was making something that was much larger, much greater, and they wanted the footage they shot out. Yeah. Um, you could tell they were reluctant. They they weren't happy with Whedon coming in either. Even when Cavill finally talked out about it, he was like, dude. Momoa hasn't opened up. But well, Momoa he said he, he supports it. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he wouldn't shit on Joss Whedon, but if you go find the uh, Ray towing the company line thing that Michael was talking about from Comic-Con... Yeah. You see Momoa fold his arms mm-hmm. and go, grumble yeah. with an eye roll. That says everything we need to know. And all he said about the Snyder Cut was, oh, yeah, I support it. Yeah, I've seen it. It's great. Well, he said it more like, yeah, I've seen it. And for the record, I fucking hate Batman versus Superman. I haven't I even too. seen the original Justice League, but I, I really do want to see the Snyder Cut. I, I don't hate Batman versus Superman, but I do not like it. I didn't like it. I do not like it. In fact, I hated I like Man of Steel. Wonder Woman. I didn't want to watch Wonder Woman because of that movie because I, yeah. I hated I hated the whole movie so much, but I really hated the portrayal, uh, Gal, even Gal Gadot's portrayal of Wonder it's Woman in that weird. movie. And so, but of course. Uh, no, Man of Steel. I, I'm back backing back you around. up, Cody. I love Man of Steel. I think it's mm-hmm. great. I, I don't have a problem with it. But that was it's the art busy. of him discovering himself. It's yeah. a busy like, movie. He should not have been busy. unsure after that film. He yeah. shouldn't have been poking and he prodding been around Superman. after, what's my place in the world? No. Who am he I? He should be Superman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he. they beat that horse a little hard, yeah. you know? Cause I don't want to see him like that. I just want to see Superman. Yeah. Be Superman. That's done now. The dark, yeah. uh, not trusting yourself, having to kill someone and learning that lesson. That was I the arc st- of the movie. It's like, still that's why Batfleck. he doesn't kill now. Right. Because he had to do that to Zod. Yep. Mm-hmm. I still love Batfleck, though. I love Batfleck. Love ben Affleck's love a good Bat- Batman. I do, too. I, mean, I don't have a problem one, with it. That's one thing you can't shit on for Batman versus Superman is, hey, you've got to see Batfleck. You got to see Batman well, go Batman I, for a minute. He was still too much of the Punisher, though. I mean, yeah. I still don't like him driving down the street with machine guns blazing. I'm more for like, uh, oh, but- Affleck playing Batman. Is what no, 100%. I support that, by all means. Tim Burton did it in two movies. I didn't like that either. I don't like it either. I hated that. I don't support it. It He bombs people, dude. With grenades. I back Zack Snyder on this when they go, my Batman doesn't kill. And he goes, what? They blew up Ace Chemicals in the first Batman movie with a fuck's explosion and fire. Mm -hmm. Do you think they walked out with sprained ankles? No, Batman killed the shit out of people in that movie. And Batman Returns, in the first few minutes, he drops a guy off a roof. Yeah, he kills people. Well, I don't support that either. I don't either. Ultimately, I was like, I've never had the Batman I want on the screen. Really? That's why I'm hoping for Pattinson to be a Batman that I want. I'm I'm positive about him. I just wanted to see him not kill anybody. Point in case. Adam West, original Batman movie, oh, Batman. accidentally kills the main villain at the end of it. Yeah, but that's a hard lesson for him. Yeah, right. but still. And you every, said accidentally. Yeah. But he killed him. It's all that fucking matters. Every he Batman movie has killed somebody. He marveled them. Yep. Yeah. He, he, your character dies because the character, through inaction, allowed the lead villain to die. I will yep. say this. I was intro- My introduction to Batman and the whole Batman universe was Tim Burton's Batman. Yeah, with uh, Michael Keaton. So. It's a great way to get introduced. So it's a it's no. a it's a classic. It lives in my heart forever as as my idea of Batman. Mine would have been the Super Friends or Scooby Doo. Yeah, and it's then Scooby-Doo. I saw yeah the Scooby Doo movies. 
With Batman. <laughs> uh, the fuck? Have you guys ever seen this. Batman and Scooby? No. Oh my god. Batman Begins, Bale, and Batfleck. Right? Like, I love them both. I love the movies, but they're not the Batman I want. Like, I literally didn't know the concept of Batman before the Tim Burton movies. The, when the, when Batman came out in 1989, mm-hmm. um, I didn't even know about the cl- the old show, the Adam West show. I had oh, never well. heard of it. Really? I'd never heard of Batman. What the fuck? I had it never didn't heard of Batman. It replay on TV constantly for you? I didn't watch it. But Weird. I, but I, on the contrast, I had watched Wonder Woman when I was like four years old. So oh, if yeah. you saw, before that movie, if you saw the Batman symbol, you'd be like, oh no, it's a bat. What is was that? I probably wouldn't know what it was, All right. actually. But I didn't know anything about Batman. Yeah. I didn't know okay. the concept, like any concept about it. So you didn't the symbol it's just like how people see the superman symbol and they're like that's superman and they don't know shit about superman right, but right. They know what it looks right. Like. i would have known the symbol you know what batman yeah, i would have like. known the symbol i don't know shit about harry potter but i know a bunch of people with harry potter tattoos i can point at and go right. that's a fucking harry potter tattoo <laughs> i just no, realized I that this is true for everything in this argument <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think i've ever i was 12 seen somebody... when that movie came out so I don't think I've ever seen somebody wearing a superman shirt that knows a fuck all thing about superman not not one of them no, I know people. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. I got a few people. At Walmart. That, no, yep. I got a few people that that's their favorite superhero though. Like you know how like I, I, I've got a friend of mine. Uh, I'm, I know if I name him, he get pissed. So, but the only comic he reads is Superman uh, because his dad was like a big weightlifting guy and he was military and he just likes this all American, endless powered idea, you know. And like he watched the uh, Superman movies as a kid and the cartoons and stuff so it's the only superhero that he likes but like he if you ask him about Batman versus Superman you will watch a grown man cry over the movie. I almost do I'm a Superman fan in the way that I like have a Kingdom Come Superman shirt and a Superboy shirt like I, and I know what they are like right, I right. wear them and like I I don't I don't count I'm a geek so like I, <laughs> I literally have an Alan Scott Green Lantern t-shirt and I mean it's red and it has a yellow circle in the middle of it with the, the it's his shirt right and I wear that I have a collection of Green Lantern shirts and I don't even yeah, have that that's how bad it gets there's a part of my closet that just is green I have a Green Lantern an Ion and an Alan Scott shirt I've got a, a Sinestro core, a Red Lantern core, and I have lost fucking count of Green oh, Lantern yeah. shirts. For sure. And the weird thing is I've only bought one. People just buy them for me. They're like, yeah. oh, I think you'd like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Like, I get a Green Lantern shirt, so that's how I got Ion shirt. I think I probably had more X-Men shirts than anything. Oh, yeah. Those are really cool, though. For I mean, but I have, like, those logo shirts. Like, mm-hmm. you guys have seen me wear them. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> it's a Nightwing shirt. And yeah. I don't mean, like, it's Nightwing. I mean, it's Nightwing. <laughs> it's the <laughs> shirt. Right. Like, I do those fucking superhero shirts. I have a ton of them, but that's my thing. I'm rambling. All I know is if, <laughs> ladies, if you see me wearing a Sinestro shirt on the street and you know what that logo is and you point at it and say, oh, cool Sinestro shirt, uh, I apologize for stumbling everywhere, drooling and going, oh, do you want to marry me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. Well, I think that I think we've done a good it. job on yeah, our first episode in this brand new Mac and New facility. Right here on the table of the dreams. Table, the dreams. table of dreams. So, outside of Volition, which we can give an actual review to after it comes out, we're gonna let that breathe yeah. some so you can go watch it. Yeah, that no goes spoilers to... for that for now. No, we'll <laughs> give it a couple weeks. 
It's hard to talk about that movie without spoilers. That movie yeah. is just one spoiler after yeah. the next. It's an instant cult classic, though. It's going to be one of those things. Like, revelation after revelation. It's like explaining Lost. No, it'll be like Parasite when it came out. Yeah. Like, nobody wanted to watch it at first, and then people more kept watching it, more kept watching it. Now it's like, you haven't seen Parasite? That's going to be Volition. Yeah. That's going to be... I hope so. But yeah. outside of that, which we all kind of agree on, I mean, I give it a, a no bullshit, very hard 8.5 out of 10. That was my score, 8.5 out of 10. Really? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll match that. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I have you not seen it had all. a chance to see it yet <laughs> because I was otherwise occupied when you guys watched it the other night. So. Uh, I'm yeah. going to be interested. Well, when we actually review it, we'll have to get you to come back to I'm yeah, surprised. I'm hoping it. to watch it like <laughs> soon. Within the next night or two, I want to watch it if I can. I thought I wasn't going to get to watch it. I thought you guys were going to get to watch it, and me and Boston were going to be doing stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we were. We watched it after finished. Uh, well, when I say we, I mean Cody uh, finished creating this working <laughs> version of the new studio. But outside of Volition, what do you guys got for recommendations? I'll go last. Uh, Wind, the new story by Tinian that's from Boom Studios. Um, w Y N D. I can't tell you a lot about it but it's about elves oh i gotta get that fantasy world and steampunk and when did it come out it came out last week before last well you already said tinian so most of our audience Mm. if they've ever heard any of us talk dc (laughs) ever went okay tinian i should buy that shit no you'll love it uh wind is awesome W-Y-N-D from Boom Studios. I highly recommend it i recommend most of the stuff they release also uh not a man among ye uh, it's a female pirate story that's from Image, I believe, right cool. now, and I like it a lot. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, really cool. That's what I'm recommending. So, what you got? Uh, well, aside from Star Girl, um, I love the floor is lava. It's just knew floor it. is lava. I knew it. Um, and um, I, um, I, I don't know. I've just been um, not reading enough comics, so I don't have really much to recommend except Transmission. Metropolitan, which is um, how many years old? 20, 25 years old? Yeah, but Something plenty of people that. haven't read it. I know so they it's <laughs> it's excellent. I uh, can't wait for uh, volume there two. Um, uh, I'm excited for that. I need to jump back into reading some comics. Um, uh, I recommend Predator and Predator 2. <laughs> yeah, what's <laughs> those movies? Excellent okay. movies. Um, so, and Dragon Ball Z. So, so those, those so are my Farscape also. Some of our audience <laughs> probably Star haven't Wars. seen a Red Trans Metropolitan. We do need to do a best you know, old series thing. That, that is weird. All, everything I, except for Stargirl that I could recommend was all really old stuff. Yeah, but but that's Predator. what I've been doing. If you're <laughs> listening to this show and you haven't seen Predator, I'm sorry for the car wreck that made you have amnesia up until before you found this ship. You fucking watch Predator. Yeah, watch it. Sorry, watch sorry it. to steamroll you there. Yeah, no, it just, uh, that happened, just that happened to me. I, I somehow missed out on it. I, I was a girl. I was a little girl when it came out. So, of mm. course, I didn't And your parents were probably like, or some, anybody that was watching over you were like, you can't watch this. Right. Definitely. Because that's what out. happened to me with Predator 2 when it first came out. They were like, no. Yeah. You're not watching Predator 2. And <laughs> I was like, I'm watching Predator 2 tonight, man. <laughs> I <watched laughs> you Predator. just sealed that deal. <laughs> I watched Predator way too young. I watched it I with my too. dad because he's like, oh, it's going to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. He's just going to shoot stuff and I'm going to sit here and drink beer. He got terrified. Me yeah. and his wife sat there watching it going, this is awesome! Yeah. <laughs> it's gory, man. It's gory, but it's, it's great. Great, great stuff. It's scary, man. That's, that's my recommendation. Over I'm to going you. to, obviously, Stargirl, but I'm going to make a broad suggestion. I mentioned it earlier. Action figures, just in general. Mm-hmm. If there's a franchise you like right now, there are going to be amazing action figures coming out right now. There's a massive GI Joe resurgence. They're just making beautiful, awesome figures there. 
Um, the Ghostbusters stuff, they have retro and new. Well, Ghostbusters, we were just talking about this earlier. Yep. But, I mean, really, that Ghostbusters brand is getting huge. Like Blowing we said, up. They, they, they crossed with Transformers. They crossed with My Little Pony now. The WWE wrestlers, they're doing everything. There's a lot of Ghostbusters going on. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, even NECA pumping out some amazing stuff right now from the uh, Turtles movies and cartoon from mm. the 80s and 90s. So, uh, man, if you're into something and you want a figure of it, it's out there right now, and it's awesome. Uh, Mattel's Masters of the Uni- Universe uh, classics are coming out. Yeah, or, Origins. Origins. Um, oh, Origins. cool. And that'll be, cool. Di- that'll be timed leading right up to the Kevin Smith sequel, Revelations. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Big Motu fan here. Yeah. I'm going to be... Uh, Appraising some figures this weekend, hopefully helping a friend out that found a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, nice. Sweet. Oh, and I mentioned it earlier. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. I've been really loving doing the toy reviews, and I uh, hope you guys like it, so check that out. Yeah. You can find it. Geeks Inherited the Earth on YouTube. Yep. Yeah, JC, what are you doing? Um, you know, I was just listening to y'all's and blanked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how long we've been doing this. Star Girls, everybody doing. Volitions, everybody's doing. Um, I know this sounds weird, but because it's going away before everything goes to HBO Max, because uh, the, the money that that's getting spent over to DC Universe is also getting reinvested back into some of those shows. So before everything gets moved over, try that seven-day trial. Maybe get a month of it just before Stargirl ends. So you can check out other shows that haven't moved over there just in case they don't make it through the absorption process. I haven't watched Titans or Swamp Thing or Harley until I got it, so I was late to everything. And I've binge-watched through pretty much through that whole channel now, and it's there's a lot of really cool shit, and there's no guarantee all of this is going to be able to get absorbed over. Yep. So there's, you know, what, two seasons of Titans, a season of Swamp Thing. Season of, well, Doom Patrol's on HBO Max. So yeah, it's probably. on both. Yeah. But the season uh, one of it's only on there right now, I think. Titans is only on DC Universe. Yeah, and... Um, yeah, so there's some stuff that's not going over to HBO Max. So Maybe. If, if Well, yes. I, I mean, yeah. at least not right now, it's not yeah. there. I recommend it in case it goes away. So, yeah, but it's DC Universe is definitely going away probably in the next few weeks to months. I think so, so. you know, this might be your last chance for a long time to see Titans or something like that. Definitely start with this stuff that's not also on HBO, like mainly... I'm watching Titans right now. I, I'd say Titans. So watch that shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Season one of Doom Patrol is fucking tight too. Yeah. Harley yeah, Quinn's awesome. We don't know right now during this absorption process how much DC stuff is going to temporarily disappear. So enjoy it while it's there until they bring it back. That's my recommendation. And with that, we are the Geeks. This is Geeks Inherited the Earth. I'm JC and I am out. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, we'll see you later, man. This is Mike D. Thanks for stopping by. Jamie Skull, thanks for having me on the show. I always love it. <laughs> thanks for stopping by. Hey, Mr. Rogers' thanks. neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>